Today's episode is sponsored by the book, The New Rules for Love, Sex, and Dating by Andy Stanley. Head over to lovesexdatingbook.com and pick up your copy today. Yeah, you really watched the show, What's man. your name? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Adam. Adam. Adam you guys Cullen. give it up for Adam. He's... <laughs> He took off his fake glasses so he could actually read. And the, oh, oh, okay. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I used to wear those too. You're cool. <laughs> I'm not cool. <laughs> you are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. There you go. What's up, you delinquents? Welcome. My name is Adam from the Indie Live type Takeover, and here's Matt's intro. We're going to have some music tonight from Matt and Toby. We're going to take questions from the audience on two things. One, topics you'd like to hear us address. And two, things you've heard us say that you didn't like or with which you disagree. Dave Powell's joining the show tonight. That's Emery's drummer. And we have news with Toby. The best part of the whole show. All right. And this show is literally supported and funded by the BC Club. So thank you for joining. And name your own price. Yes. I'm liking it. That's man. right. Wow. Thank you, Adam. Good Woo! Give Adam a round of applause, man. everybody. Great job, Adam. That is great. Thanks. Man. Are, are you available for voiceover work? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I usually do it late Sunday night. So I'll call yeah. you up if I'm ever sick. I'll send you the notes yeah. and right. you, just, you just patch it in. I'll do yeah. it. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate yeah. it. I was, awesome. right. I was actually uncomfortable knowing that we were going to be working with Make-A-Wish Foundation, but you really turned out really awesome. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Adam. This is good. This is good. Three, Three two, one, hit it! <laughs> this is the Big Christian Podcast! Y'all make some noise! Town, baby, we in that town. All right, wow, very good. Everything, everybody's already done almost all of my jobs. I feel very yeah. I know nice we don't have to do anything hardly. Yeah. This is amazing. We kind of don't need you. No, yeah, it's no. good. One thing I want to point out to you guys here. He said Dave Powell is going to be on the show today. Um, this is Indianapolis. This is where Dave Powell, our Emory's drummer, is from. And everybody here right now, you're in Dave Powell's house. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Dave Powell has a special request. If you could just think of your favorite verse and write it on his wall, he yeah, would really he appreciate loves that. Bible just whatever's on your on heart. <laughs> whatever's on your heart. You guys are in for a special show tonight, especially because when we do these live shows, it's like this big, giant buildup. We're going to do them the next four nights. But all the stuff leading up to the first show and the travel getting here and everything else, there's, there's a million things we have to talk about tonight, a bunch of great stuff. And then by tomorrow night, we'll be totally out of ideas. So yeah. you guys are the best one you could see. So, yep. so what do we got coming in here to Indy? What is it that you've been trying to – what is it that we've been going, oh, we've got to save it for the podcast, man? What, what are those conversations that we've lacked so Well, far? one of them is we're cleaning out y'all's uh, van for Emory, and you've got a huge pile of stuff that you said, Joey, just go throw it away. It's a pile of shoes, great screwdrivers, jackets, like really good pairs of scissors. I was like, Matt, that you said trash? You're like, yeah, what are we going to use it for? I was like, to cut things and screw screws? I mean, what was your philosophy there? 
Well, I mean, if we, I mean, when's the last time that screwdriver was used? It's I don't know. I'm not for probably, probably ten years, and I've never seen it used once. I, I don't guarantee even know how you, it if, got we, there. if we held up one of those screwdrivers and said, "Hey, does anybody want this?" There'd be somebody said yes. So you screwed them. I didn't say you had to put it in the trash. I just said it's not useful in our van. Now, speaking of our van, I flew in really late a couple of nights ago. So for you indie people, maybe you can help help us out here. But we're having a little problem with Indy. I got into the hotel. Dave had dropped the van off for me. Then I'm going to bring the van here the next morning, pick them up from the airport. I get in the van the next morning. The catalytic converter has been cut from the bottom of the van, and it sounds yeah. like a monster truck. I, I, Matt picked us up at the airport, and I promise you it sounded exactly like Gravedigger. Exactly. I mean, it was like... And I couldn't believe it. Uh, yeah, so not only did... Uh, not only do we have to pay for a hotel just for me to sleep in because I got in on a late flight, $70, we also, the, the essential cost of that hotel room was about $570 because we had to get a new catalytic converter at Meineke yesterday. So thank you, Indianapolis. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I called y'all, that's why I had Adam call y'all delinquents at the, at the top of the show. A delinquent is, somebody, is a typically young person with bad habits who has tendencies to commit crimes and often petty crimes. And I, <laughs> I think that's really the story of Indianapolis. It was just a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, we, what, we were on tour and th- this very house right here, Dave, I hope you don't mind me sharing, do you? This very house was broken into, what'd they steal, Dave? Computers, yeah. the coffee maker, two children, one of the children. Yeah, so that that people his broke, child, one of yeah. his kids. So that you know, this very house has been broken into. So I, I'm not really sure what the deal with Indianapolis is. I mean, it's like uh, you know, another point to support that you guys are cheap. You're, re- you're really I know, like, I'm you're on fire against Indianapolis. I'm not, this is I, like these people. I mean, I think these you are the need, good you're people. laying into them. Let's yeah, start chanting Rudy. 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 <laughs> Maybe there's some good things. I need I'll need y'all's Rudy. help on that. But also we made this show we made this show name your own price, right? And so we had people fill that out and we also had a free option anybody that wanted to come for free. Now Indianapolis had uh, three times more than any other city people that wanted to get in for free. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't, you know, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, we've been coming to Indianapolis for years, and every time we come to Indy, you know where we go. I mean, it's not just this part of town. When we when we come to, to Indy to play with Emory, we play at the Emerson Theater. Have y'all been to that area before? Yeah. I mean, is that is that the is that it? Is this yeah, this and that? <laughs> yeah. We, we're like, ooh, Indianapolis, this will be awesome. And then you're standing in front of the Emerson Theater and like somebody's being killed to, across the street. <laughs> and I, you go to McDonald's I asked, and wait two I asked, hours for a fish sandwich. I know. It. I, asked, I asked Dave's wife last night. I said, ooh, tomorrow I'm going to go to McDonald's. Who has my favorite coffee? Is there one close by? She goes, yes, don't go there. Don't go that one. Do <laughs> and not so, go to that one. And this is not a joke. I got up, and so I looked on the Google Maps for McDonald's, and I found three of them. All of them were one star on the rating. <laughs> So I didn't know how to pick one versus the other. So, you know, Dave, there it is. There's all my critique of Indy. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, Matt's been it's been building up for you, man. I mean, you're actually getting pretty pissed. Yes, but part, the, here's the reason why. Dave is one of my favorite people to make fun of. Indianapolis is one of my favorite cities to make fun of. And uh, to tell you the honest truth, something else we can talk about is Joey has been kind of really depressed all day long. So I feel bad about picking on him. So I figured I'd pick on you guys and Dave and other people tonight instead of Joey because he's kind of feeling down am i right well i i, I started uh it started lightening a little bit 
uh, on the way back. <laughs> so I'm not, we're not here to pick on Joey tonight. We got a room full of people in a whole city. So you want to just make a deal to not make too much fun of Joey tonight? Yeah, we'll just we'll just back off of Joey, and he'll just you know he's thin tonight. He's good looking. He's yeah, a, thanks, man. You're great. We're gonna laugh at all his jokes, no matter what. And so yeah, but the thing too about Indianapolis, it is just so cold here. I mean, I I was telling somebody uh, today just. Uh, I was walking from our van to Chipotle, which wasn't that far. And a block, time, yeah. yeah. So I'm just like I'm. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. I'm just walking normal, and then I realized when I got Chipotle, my right hand was almost frozen, and, and I just couldn't feel it, and it was like sore. And, and Joey, you said like your lips, you couldn't feel. It, it felt numb. <laughs> and, well, y'all heard me. That's I just normal talk to you guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you had been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, it's really crazy. I don't know how you live. Like the, the, Dave's house. The, like I came in, I was like, man, it's not unbelievably warmer in this no. house and the kids are all like in shorts and t-shirts and stuff and just laughing and having a good time i just don't know how you do that well here's something pretty crazy that uh toby's gonna stand by and matt's gonna support him because matt is toby's bitch I'm for not, those of you come that don't on, know man. that i'm not giving come you a hard on. time tonight. so come on no hey he's i he's, just left out wait, a wait, joke wait. about how <laughs> numb lips are a side effect of his antidepressant <laughs> yeah and he, here he goes it stings me just now. no no, so, we, made so a any, we made a deal. We laugh at his jokes. So you laugh at him calling you a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're right. You're so right about you that. You nailed it on Matt. He is <laughs> so a bitch. Right. Dude's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, these guys are trying to convince me this morning because, uh, I mean, all joking aside, I feel like a lot better than all day. These guys uh, got to have the pleasure of catching me on, you know, one of the lowest that I can go. Uh, not awkward in here or anything right now. So basically, they were starting to ask me questions. I mean, I'm in a mood where I just don't want to hear anything. I don't want to talk about it. And they're just like, no, seriously, we really think that if you were to get into an ice-cold shower in the morning and ride it out for like three minutes, it could shock your system. Or maybe just, you know, how you're joking around sometimes in a public place. You'll take your shirt off. You'll just start running around making us laugh. I bet you if you do that right now, it'll just shock your system and your emotions will just kind of flip upside down. So basically when I started coming... so much worse when you say it. Well, when I started, when I started coming out of my depression today on the way back from supper, Toby said, we pissed you off on the way here and I was purposely pushing your buttons and you said how the cold was numbing your lips. He said, I told you. That's how you get out of your depression. Super cold <laughs> and getting your emotions all mi mixed up. So that's your theory, huh? Well, we're trying, like, what is that? I think it's Homeopathic reasonable. organic Homeopathic ways. depression therapy, yeah. Yeah. Dude. Well, it's interesting for us, and, and we, even if stuff like this is awkward, um, I thought it was really cool, too, because Joey didn't necessarily want to talk about this tonight, not because he's embarrassed about it, but he didn't want you guys to think, Joey does love us, and he, he didn't want you guys to get the wrong idea of us making light of depression. Because he knows our hearts. He knows who we are. So I thought that was kind of nice of him. But we talk about stuff like this, too, just because it's real. Tons of people go through anxiety and depression. And if we're not talking about it, and if, it, and sometimes even if you don't make light of something, then it kind of owns you even more, and you don't own it. So, man, I'm starting to preach up here. I'm gonna, no, I like yeah, him. I'm uh, sorry. focused. Sorry. Tell, tell, I'm tell him what you said in the liquor store about how I told you oh, it was this one is of the really worst days. Yeah, yeah. Joey, it was like a <laughs> – we went and bought some whiskey. Joey's standing in front of the, the, the whiskey aisle. He's like, honestly, guys, I just – 
I wanted to tell you this is one of the one of the lowest days of my life. And, <laughs> and yeah, and look, Matt dies laughing. No, well, he did. That's not his exact quote. His quote was, "This is about as low as it gets." This is about as lo- oh, this okay, is the worst sorry. day of my life. Bro. Okay, sorry. So this is about this, uh, this is about as low as it gets. So let me clarify. Let me let me say that a little bit. Let me articulate that a little better. So this is about as low as it gets. And then. <laughs> What's funny, what you guys also don't know, is we always make fun of Joey because we said that the Lord like smote him and he has the worst human body on <laughs> earth. He's always sick. I'm a very Something's always person. wrong with him. Joey has a mass. He's always had kidney stones, unbelievable kidney stones. Um, and he'll come into work. We work. We both work at a church together, and just say, "Yeah, man." Earlier today, I was just. Uh, I went to the bathroom and just peed blood a bunch. And I'm, I almost vomit in my mouth, and he's totally fine with it, but. It's funny because he has a massive kidney stone, and he was supposed to have surgery what two days ago? Yesterday, yeah, yesterday. the doctor yeah. said, "Yeah, the doctor said, doctor you said have to have don't surgery. travel. You need to have surgery yesterday." And, and what'd you tell him? I said, "Yo, I'm a bad Christian, yo. I guts to get on the road, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Joe, so, yeah, Joey doesn't have. Is a you have a lot of faith, no, really? It, but but is your faith? It, here's what I need to know: is a mustard seed or a kidney stone larger? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can you the, have one, the, the one I have right stone? now, the one I have right <laughs> you have now, to have is faith larger. the size. I don't know if the mustard seed's bigger than the kidney yeah. stone, but I, that's yeah, the good. one I have now is yeah. larger for sure. Well, it's funny. So Joey tells me this, and I'm <laughs> Joey goes, "Man, this is about as low as it gets." And then I thought, "Man, it could get it, it could, his kidney stone could hit his urethra right now, and it would be so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> like as low as Joey's gotten." It's gonna get so much worse if that little kidney stone just goes. I was like, "That's not true." And then and I, I started, finally, and then I finally told you guys, I was like, "Look, I didn't want to say this yeah. because <laughs> I just don't want all this attention, woe is me stuff." But I've been nauseous out of my mind all day long, and I think it's a side effect because my depression really has gotten really bad in the past couple of months. So I went to a psychiatrist. The difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist: psychiatrist they just focus on medicine. So he's got me on a uh, new medication, which he said could cause nausea so i was just like on top of my depression i'm super nauseous my back started aching while i was uh getting the merch down so you guys y'all, y'all did a good job today and that's not fair but i mean your body either. is like the worst like piece of shit on earth yeah. it's just, no, it he just, was trying not to give him wait time. i mean it's very beautiful it's attractive I, oh my god yeah, I, i'm totally. I, I feel feelings about your body right. that are amazing right. but it, it lets some you dudes lust after porn toby lust after his friend. i mean like seriously though like who else on earth is like maybe suffering through depression at one of the lowest points of depression and also at any moment could be in the most agonizing <laughs> pissing blood pain. <laughs> I mean, that's horrible. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> at any moment. So we're actually running a little over. I didn't want to, I don't, I don't know if y'all want me to transition here. Yeah, but let's do it. We were supposed to, we, we're not really good at what we do. And so we have, we that's have plans. That's part of a charm. It's okay. Well, we have plans. And then, I mean, one thing we are good at is talking. We can talk our asses off forever and we weren't supposed to talk this long. We're gonna we were gonna try out playing some music first, and then kind of getting on with the podcast. So I was thinking maybe this would be a good time for us to play Finally. some music, and then we'll we'll get back at it if that's okay with you guys. Yeah. We kind of started talking a little bit, so we'll come back in just a little bit. And enjoy if you need to. Yeah, go y'all sit. I mean, we're lay down and, right now. If you need yeah. to go lay down, throw up. Cool. Yeah, if number, we have any like two, nurses or anything here that could attend to Joey while we play some music, that'd be just yeah. great. Yeah, or some so. prayer warriors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a prayer warrior prayer circle going for Joey. <laughs> That is, you did ask me to pray for you. <laughs> like, it's, Joey does not feel good. It's pretty bad. All right. All right let me sit and that's how we transition. Yeah. Okay, folks, we're going to take a break for a commercial real quick. 
Here on the Bad Christian Podcast, we talk a lot about sex, marriage, dating, and relationships in general. Yeah, I mean, we're all married now, but man, we remember how hard it was being single and dating. Joey, 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 that's just you. Matt and I are in a world-famous rock band. We had to fight them off. But man, we thought Joey would be single forever. Come on now, I had some serious game back in the day. Sure, I bet you did, but hey, if you're a single Christian and you're struggling to figure out why your relationships never work out, pastor and author Andy Stanley is here to help. Man, he's got an awesome new book. It's called The New Rules for Love, Sex, and Dating. Mm -hmm. He explains the challenges, assumptions, and landmines associated with dating in the 21st century. Best of all, he offers the most practical and uncensored advice you'll ever hear on this topic. I, I mean, mean it, ever. Yeah, this book is not for the faint of heart. The new rules for love, sex, and dating will challenge single Christ followers to step up and set a new standard for this generation. If you're single and you don't want to if you're single and you don't want a marriage like the majority of marriages, then stop dating like the majority of daters. Do you think that once you find the right person, everything will work itself out? Think again. Change the way you approach love, sex, and dating by picking up your copy of Andy Stanley's book and DVD series, The New Rules for Love, Sex, and Dating at lovesexdatingbook.com. Pick it up. You have no idea what you're doing, and you need some help. I know I did. Something funny happened on the on the plane here. I'm mad I didn't even tell you about this. Uh, I was just looking at Joey. Uh, so <laughs> we, I mean, we use profanity a lot, and it's normal. It's really normal, and I, I feel really comfortable about it, honestly, because this is who I am, and this is us three friends talking. So that's who we are, and that's what our podcast is. And if, if you don't like it, that's totally fine. Our podcast please. is profanity? Well, no, it has... <laughs> Yeah, some would I argue. Mean, you can boil it down. <laughs> some would argue, but the thing is, uh, what's funny, Matt, is so you know how we talk and all this stuff, and and, and I think <laughs> I usually feel comfortable and all this stuff, but we're on the plane and there's two older ladies right in front of us, <laughs> like two very older ladies, ladies, and Joey and I are literally talking about church, uh, and we're having a conversation about God and church and what it means. I mean, it's kind of a you know a deeper conversation, and Joey's like. But the shit that happened is it, and I was like, "Oh no, I think the old lady's here." And I was like, in that moment, I realized I'm on a plane with the pastor of my church, and I feel uncomfortable because of the language <laughs> she's <laughs> using. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no," because I mean, that, I think they kind of felt a little uncomfortable because Joey used a couple, you know, lighthearted whatever cuss words are fun. But uh, I mean, it, it's like, and I was like, "This is really weird." And, I, and then I thought about it, and I was like, "Wow." My kids are getting older, and I do have to watch my language sometimes. And I do think, I guess there are is are times to be appropriate with language. But I mean, my pastor was using language that made me feel uncomfortable. But I, but I, my head is at where's that lady who she's sitting there hearing you guys talking about church and what's wrong with it or what could be better about it, and hearing him cuss. I'm thinking, well, what's bad about that? Like that, if anything, that might make her really just confused. And I would say in a good way. That's the way I would take that. Yeah, confused. Like, whoa. I I'm gonna look into that. Like, there's Christians that are just themselves, or you think, no? But what I, do think, you mean? I don't think she thought we were Christians. I think they oh, if we were, were talking we about were church evil. and the Lord in a positive but, light, I mean, we're, of, you don't. If you talk about church and the Lord, doesn't make you a Christian. No, no. But the the context and what we were talking about, we were talking about our church, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. 
I think that's interesting just from her point of view of how she could would have taken that. Yeah, I just whatever. felt like she was leaning over going, Barbara, do you hear what that, <laughs> what that he young man. He calls himself a pastor. What that young yeah. man just said. I think he, somebody said he was a pastor, pastor of Satan's church probably. <laughs> For sure. Which leads me to my next point, though. Of we had uh, there's a, a early cool podcast we're gonna give them a shout out. Uh, it's called the Pubcast. Yeah, reformed Pubcast. reformed Pubcast. And uh, so really cool dudes. Uh, check the, check out their pubcast. Their pubcast, and it's really cool. But they were on our our, our podcast. Uh, this will have they will have been on earlier this week. By the time this comes right, out. by the time this this comes out, they will have already been on. So you'll get to hear the ep- you've already heard the episode. Really cool dudes. Really solid in their theology and what they think and. Uh, conservative, but uh, we were t- we were saying something, and then so I I went off on a little bit of a tangent, and I said this, I said something that caught them off guard, and, and one of the guys goes, "Wow, what did you say? What was it?" I I said that I believed that sin did not matter to God as much as it does to us. Yeah, and wow. he went, he went, and it, it, there was like silence, and he went, "Wow, wow," and then like I a realized, really judgmental wow. If there was a lot of weight <laughs> to that wow, it was very heavy. Do y'all remember when he said that? And, yeah, and it, it happened two times. Now, let me clarify. Awesome dude. Great. We were in a deep conversation about Calvinism. And so I, I, mean, told, it, I mean it was it was getting deep. Yeah, the and other so, wow, the other wow was when I said if if God is in complete control of every event and everything on this earth and he's doing a piss poor job at right. it, yeah. just like that's right. He, he went, right. Wow. So now here's the thing. Maybe people disagree with us. Maybe maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm the dumbest person in the world to have said that. That's okay. But there is a real Christian wild thing that we do. Like we put up a defense mechanism. If somebody disagrees with us, I mean, immediately we go we do a wow, like, man, I have a lot of work to do to get you to heaven. I mean, I do that. That's what I thought. That's why I read. That's really, what you heard him say. I resonated with him because uh, I, I really did think when he said that he didn't mean it, and he's a cool guy. And it was just, it was maybe I'm probably putting more weight on it than he than he actually did. But I did. I, there was something there where I was like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. If you believe in whatever you believe in, but I'm going to start where I believe. I believe in Jesus. I think he does it all. He's the one for me, all this stuff. That's enough. I mean, I, I don't need to be in defense mode of any what anybody else believes because I believe it, so that means it's true, right? But, but I mean, I really actually do. When I heard that, I've heard that so many times. Like, if you – Christians with the world, like, have, have y'all heard that where it's like, wow, hold on, man, wait, 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 don't – listen, you don't understand – sin and the weight of it and your salvation and then it turns into this weird whisper voice and then it's like oh no you're dumb i'm smart and i know and then there's this judgment and we can't get away from it and then then the person listening to you goes man this guy is an asshole i don't want to listen to anything he has to say because i just don't care yeah i think when you when you get into it the, the problem is conversations always shift from uh from People talking to one person, the person who feels morally superior, coaching and yeah. trying to bring the other person along as if that were their, their responsibility and as if they knew that they that their position actually is the correct one. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's an, a level of arrogance there that is probably unintended, but it's just there. And you're not speaking of, of this guy from the Reformed Pubcast. I mean, that's not... You're the, saying no, that's no, what that, we that, all no, do. I'm, saying, I'm, I'm speaking to me. When yeah. I heard that, I went, oh, yeah, I do that. that that's me. I, I'm not, Yeah, I mean... They're great. They're awesome. They're not. I'm, they're they're really great people. Great Christians, even. And uh, if you can do, we're bad Christians. They're great Christians, right? <laughs> and uh, but it it is, it's just so tough that no matter what, Christians can't be wrong, or even a little iffy on something. 
Is that is that what it is like? Yeah, if well, so, and when I say that, I mean like, is it really like this is it? No matter what, man, I know exactly what that scripture means, and and you're wrong. Well, what and I, I have, have to stand on that. Yeah, what I have a hard time with, and I mean, me being a pastor, I would say I'm pretty conservative with with my beliefs, but I just don't think that we allow enough room for mystery, and that's exactly where the wows come from because it's like whoa, wait a second, that does not line up with the nuts and bolts of my theology, and I I have it figured out, and not in a prideful way. Someone told me how it was figured out. I mean, it's it's kind of just how people approach the Bible. It's like A, B, C, D, boom. But that's my thing. It's an immediate challenge. It's not conversation anymore. Right. It it's, cha- it's, it changes it's, hey, I want to just say something, and oh, well, you just challenged my whole belief system, so I have to defend it unbelievably so. Yeah. But wouldn't it be nice if there, the answers were more clear, like, like, I guess I can come down on the side of I do want to put everything in a category, just as the same way I look at music, like I was oh, yeah. telling you earlier. Like, to me, I want there to be a system or a place. I think of when I hear music, I think of the notes. I think of every single note. Like, it doesn't make music doesn't make me feel a way and I express myself. That's not the way it feels. It's like every note has a box and it goes into everything can be quantized everything makes sense it's right or it's wrong and when i look at theology um in the bible i really want that too i do and i and i come from a church and a church background of even coming from being at mars hill for so long where i that was one of my favorite things about that church is it felt to me for the longest time like this at least Oh, okay, there, there's some people that know more than me, and they do have a lot of stuff figured out, so I can follow that. I can rest in that. I can at least have a little peace. I can say there is right and wrong, and you know, and it's not intended to say bad stuff about other people. It's in, it, like the intent of it in my heart is some security, some peace, some knowledge that, that it does make sense. That's what I felt like the whole time, but then maybe that's really not the case. Maybe that's just my insecurity speaking to I wish – Calvinism answered each and every question or whatever it would be. No, yeah, I think we all want that. But, I mean, I don't I don't understand why we are all so scared. And when I say we, I mean Christians. And I don't know how many Christians are in here, how many Christians are listening. But at least for me, I, and, and I get this way too. And that's why I want to be called out on it. And that's why I'm, I'm even talking about the subject is because it literally is, can I say something that sounds so crazy and it'd be okay because I'm crazy and weird and it's all right because if – any religion, but I'm talking about Christianity right now. If Christianity is true, then it'll prove itself to be true, no matter what. So any bullshit I can talk about will be proven wrong, right? So what? What is anybody scared of? That I'm gonna? Is anybody really scared that I can defeat Jesus? Me, Toby, <laughs> like with some cool words or a nice song or a big ass beard? I mean, you can't. I, I, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna lose. <laughs> I'm going to lose. Jesus is gonna win. So or you know it. If Jesus isn't true, then the other leader, God, or whoever it'll be will win. And so that, and that'll be it because it's true because everybody knows that truth exists. So, I mean, that's why I don't understand why do we go, oh, no, I got some serious work to do. You know, I got to convince this person or else they're, you know, they're real bad off. Well, I think, I think Christianity in general, too, if, if we as Christians can't learn to be comfortable with just saying, I just don't know, man, I don't know how that works to an unbeliever who says, well, come on now, how does this make sense? How does this line up? Like, we get the, the, the wow defense with them, too, and it's like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Now, here's how it works. Come on, no, no one can tell me that they know how it works. You know, the, the child that grew up being 
molested, you know, from the age one year to seven years, you're going to explain to an unbeliever, okay, well, it was all for God's glory. And that might sound, you know, nice and neat and make you feel better, you know, just to be able to be like, oh, okay, well, it's all in God's hands. He's got it under control. But why not just say, yeah, I, I don't, I don't exactly get how a perfectly holy, righteous God could be governing this world and that stuff happening. It's okay to be like, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how all that stuff works out. And I, I don't think we're okay with that. I don't think we're okay with saying, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't get we're it. not okay with honoring the journey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I respect you and I, I honor your journey. I honor I'm like, what you said on that podcast, those Reformed podcast guys, was way out of line. Well, like, I want to echo... But, but uh, I'm going to respect and I'm going to honor your journey because in time, uh, I think the truth will be revealed to hold you. Hold on, hold on. I want to echo hey, that. Before Dave, you say anything, Dave, I lock the doors. That. We're going to come around this crowd and pour into them right now. <laughs> this is about to get real. <laughs> Doesn't that sound scary? <laughs> that sounds scary as shit to me. Uh, and we've talked about that on the, pa- on the podcast before, but seriously, if you didn't know how Christians talk in churches, and I don't know how, like I said, I don't know who here knows that, but that's like... We're going to come around this person. We're going to pray for him. We're going to pour into him. I mean, if somebody just came, if somebody walked up to the on the street to me and said, "Hey, I'm going to come around you and pour into you," I'd be like, "Oh shit, <laughs> this is about to get prison style here or something. This is bad. This is bad news." <laughs> You'd be like, "Look, I don't know how you're going to try to come around and pour into me, but I ain't going out like no, that. It's no. on. It is on. Yeah. You yeah. try pouring into me, see what happens. Yeah, I dare you." <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. I wonder if that's ever happened. <laughs> it's a, an altar call where someone's like, "I dare you to pour into me." Come on, come on. You try. Steve tried to pour into me. <laughs> I beat Steve's ass. So I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> are we gonna we, do? A, what are we doing next? We're gonna do uh, one thing. We want to do is take. We want to talk to the crowd a little bit. You guys are. Thank you for being so loud and rowdy. We appreciate yeah. that. We're off to a great start. Yeah. Um, we were gonna take some questions, like Adam said in the intro, and what we said on there was. What uh, topics have you not heard us? People always want us to do topics, but we don't. We almost kind of avoid topics because we don't see ourselves as teachers. But so many times people say, "Well, what do you think about this? What do you think about this?" We could use that tonight to have something to talk about. And then the other thing is, what stuff have you? Heard, what stuff have the people here heard us say on the show before that they think is crazy or messed up or way out of line? We love to hear that too because this whole thing is about us getting feedback from you and seeing you guys face to face. So. We got, got a, a question. We got All right. Yeah, we already let's got get a question. This, let's nice. get it set up. We got a mic here. So, you, yeah, hang on. This is, we'll this check is it. real deal. Hey, hey. All right. So, tell them your name and your question. All right. Um, my name is Kurt Knutson. Actually, uh, Kurt Knutson, and you're from? Uh, right now, Chicago. We're, we're in, uh, we're, uh, me and my buddy here from Moody Bible Institute. Actually. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so, I kind of have a question. I, I know you guys just talked about it, but, um, I guess you guys provide a lot of fodder for, like, when we talk at school, like, when we gather around and talk. Um, <laughs> We're big time at Moody. Well, and, and, our, and no, 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 and no, 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 I don't want to say that. Piper, I don't say bad that. Christian. <laughs> yeah, like, a lot of people. like Paul. <laughs> the profe- Jesus, the pro- Paul, you guys. The professor starts a class. Hey, guys, sit down. We've got 10 minutes of bad Christian to listen to, and then we're going to talk about That's right. That's right. No, no, no. Just in our group right here, as far as I know. But, no, we were just talking about this day. So my sweet wife, the interview just came on on Netflix, and we were talking about – Course language, or what is it? 
uh, foul language and coarse jesting in Ephesians 5. If you don't mind, I'm, can I read yeah. some Bible? All right. Uh, do not read the Bible. <laughs> do not, how, how dare you? Don't yeah. even. Not to <laughs> not, not even. even. <laughs> don't pour into me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went to the bad Christian thing. Literally, five minutes after the show was over, those dudes came outside and poured into me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so we, we were just talking about this. It says, um, this is uh, Ephesians 5 in the net. Therefore, be imitators of God as dearly beloved children, and live in love just as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. But among you there must not be either sexual morality, impurity of any kind, or greed, as these are not fitting for the saints. Neither should there be vulgar speech, foolish talk, or coarse jesting, all of which are out of character, but rather thanksgiving. For you can be confident of this, that one thing, that no person who is immoral, impure, or greedy, such as person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Now, I guess I understand as Christians, like, we're all saints. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like such as some, you know, uh, some of you were, basically. But I guess... We get it. Seriously, But what's the question? The, I guess the, the question is, I guess, you know... As far as that to me seems kind of clear, as far as like, and I'm not saying I don't struggle with it. I know you guys talk about what you struggle with a lot in the sexual uh, impurity mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I mean, that's like, you guys are pretty bold about that. Um, but I guess, is there a place where you guys say, like, I'm, I'm trying not to do, like, to curse or anything? Like that? I know you guys, you guys have talked about it, about like how it's just, to you guys, it's like shooting the breeze. But I guess, my question is, like, how do you guys feel when, when like, something like that, you see, like, that in Scripture? I, well, first of all, really, you didn't read the King James Version, so that's You're bullshit. right. <laughs> you're right. I, think, I don't read that heretical stuff. What is that? <laughs> New Living Translation or something? Nah, Get out of here, man, with that. <laughs> now, I think, KGV, I think, really, your question is, is more, like, along the lines of, I mean, you guys clearly are violating this verse. How do you do that? Like, what's the deal with no, that? No, no. I, I guess it's that's what it sounds like you're asking. Well, because we all—I mean, we all violate. I guess is—I mean, there's there, all of us sin, right? Right. But you're saying you guys say foul language and joke and joke coarsely. Yeah. Now here's this verse. Are, how are y'all okay with that? Is that that to yeah, me like, sounds how do you, really yeah, like yeah, what your yeah, question yeah. is? I guess I guess how do you how do you deal with that? Is as just how do you reconcile it? Yeah, that's probably. I, the oh, question. I'll say I'll say first of all. There have been times where we've edited something or just this is a rarity, but there's been times when the three of us have been in the car and one of us has been like, "Eh, it's just a little too messed up. Let's stop there. Does not happen too often. (laughs) Now, Um, yeah, but but I would say that, I mean, how do you take that verse, though, and then start to analyze what is coarse and what's not? I'll just go ahead and say I think we do take it too far sometimes. And I mean, if we knew when we did take it too far, we wouldn't do it. So uh that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I mean I just I, I I don't I don't know if there's any way that you can avoid doing that sometimes unless you speak a a weird Christianese foreign language to everybody else because there would be some person that takes that scripture and starts telling their kids not to say crap and heck. And then they go yeah. to school and they say, like, my mom said heck's a bad word. And they're like, what? Heck? Let me give you an illustration. This is a like a reality. Like, I, I was going to pitch a uh, TV show one time. So, right? So, I want, I want to make this TV show. 
and I was thinking I could make a bunch of money on it, and I decided it would be too immoral, so I didn't. But what it would be about was like these four chicks. They live in uh, like South Florida. Hell yeah. You know, you feel me? And like, like they're, they're all single. Every single one of them single. And what they want to do is like hook up with like guys. They hook up with guys a lot. It's a lot of sex on the like show. Like sex in the city in Florida. It's a lot. Well, yeah, it's a lot of sex on the show. And, and they're promiscuous women. Four of them. They live in one house. There's always different guys coming in. I was thinking I could pitch that as a really good show. Turns out they already made the Golden Girls. <laughs> So, I'll use that as my illustration, because that sounded like I was talking about a dirty MTV Cinemax show, but that's a show that everybody's grandma watches. So, what I'm saying is, you know, everybody has a different line of what they think is completely immoral and coarse and way off the charts, and Golden Girls isn't on that, but if you... I mean, content-wise, it actually kind of is. But it's just the way that it's presented or whatever. So you can't, I mean, honestly, there's a million things that I think of that are way filthier than I'll ever say out loud to my friends and on this podcast. They all filter down. And then in church on Sunday, even less. Just listen to Jameis Winston. That's all you have to do. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know, what, what you think is coarse or dirty or over the line, I, I have no idea how to define that. I'm not saying I get it right either. So, but I know that that I, I even believe every mother, every grandmother, mother-in-law, I believe they all make sex jokes. I really do. Totally. And, but it's just do, how graphic is the language that they use when they make them? I've seen my, gr- my grandparents make jokes before, where it was like, "Oh yeah, him and her, they're shacking up, they rode in the car together." But the implications are penis and vagina, and they're having sex. They just don't say those words. Yeah. So how is that? I mean, I don't like. Is that not a completely inappropriate joke to say? That this eighty-year-old guy and that eighty-year-old guy, girl or whatever, were getting it on. I mean, that's a joke anybody could make, but the implications are are immoral. But why is that okay? If you use the, if you use the if you say like labia and sperm or you know, yeah, you know what I mean, vagina and jizz. Now, uh oh, now we're getting. I don't know when, when is it. What we were all talking about the same thing. So, so you're saying it's it's kind of like who draws the line on on what's coarse. If right. Well, and I think what's foul. I think what's key too is the the thing that's wrong is we all have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and we don't check in with the Holy Spirit often. I'm not saying we as bad Christians. I just think Christians in general. If we all truly sought God and the Holy Spirit, I think honestly we would just walk in a way to where we knew where the line was because we would just kind of sense that. Um, I think that's happened with us sometimes, but maybe a lot of times it just doesn't because we're not seeking him enough. Yes. But I do think that the Holy Spirit has to play a huge role in that for us not to become legalistic. It's either the Holy Spirit calls the shots and we listen or we become super legalistic. And, and then the thing I would say, too, is like when you say, when, like when I interpret the word coarse, that means it rubs me the wrong way or it's it's hard and it hurts or it's painful. It's 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 rough. And I think when I think we've all been in situations where somebody was telling a joke that was off color, and you're like, "Nah, I can't do this. I can't go here," or whatever that might be. I mean, earlier tonight we we joked about Joey peeing blood and having a kidney stone. Everybody laughed, but and everybody laughed, and maybe that was okay for some people. And some people were like, "Yeah, I just it's course to hear somebody." That. No yeah, doubt. yeah, it's course to somebody, but I can't control that. But with me and Joey, it's okay. And sometimes, like Joey said, and that's why I'm really glad you said that. Sometimes it's not, and we have to talk about that. And then there's some growth. Like today, we had some real conversations about depression. It's real. It's uh, there's all kinds of. I mean, there's physical implications to it. There's 
physical, worldly implications between the three of us, what we're doing, all these things. And some of that got a little coarse. Yeah, Joey, but Joey I learned asked from us to not yeah. talk about depression tonight because we were, Toby and I were upset thinking this guy's not even going to be able to help the podcast. He's not going to be able to do all this stuff. And so we were like, man, can we, what do you want us to do tonight? Are you going to be quiet the whole time? Can we talk about this? And we, it got tense between us. And we, because we, we were making jokes about it before, because we didn't understand even what's going on with the guy. And then he tells us, and yeah, Toby's right. A lot of growth came from that. And now here we are talking about it. And only thing I'll say is, everybody else gets weight crosses lines all the time. That's the whole Christian walk. The only difference I is that I'm doing it still with the microphone. Everybody else does this. Yeah. This is what I'm saying right here. <laughs> That's the only difference. Hey, all fairness to you guys, though, y'all y'all uh, honored my journey, and y'all did decide that y'all wouldn't. Oh, I was you. the one that kind of came and said, hey, man, I <laughs> want to echo what I just said, but <laughs> retract the echo right. and say that you guys can talk about it. So. I'm glad you unpacked that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, the, the, but that's my point is I think there's a lot of growth that comes from that, and nobody doesn't course joke. I think that's kind of good. Like grandmas, anybody, on, on a certain level, there's some risque joking or whatever that might be. Just like, and the, and the reason I I don't want to put us in a category and say, hey, just don't do that, because the same people that don't like that will like Louis C.K. or something. You know what I mean? Like they, they will watch a weird. But the that, he's a comedian. That's what he does. I don't do it, but I I'll, I'll watch it and laugh it. And back here, I'm just a voyeur. I'm not a part of him. And that's what I don't like. If you're actually in it and you're actually being truthful, so we don't want you to take our conversations. One thing about back here, we don't we don't we're not teachers. We're not telling you anything. We're just people having conversations yeah you should you should really disagree with a lot of what we're saying i mean for sure some of the stuff we say should be coarse and you shouldn't you should disagree and challenge it and make something of it even in your own brain stand on what you believe so that if, if it's true you'll convince everybody but if it's not coarse i mean jesus said so much stuff that seemed coarse to me i mean just stuff where i'm like man god like i was just reading the bible and i'm just like i was just reading the bible i'm but i I read the Bible sometimes. It's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, and I was just like, man, some of the stuff Jesus says, I'm like, man, what? I mean, it's funny, like, when I, even when I read the disciples, they would just, Jesus would say something like, no, what are you, uh-uh, you're not going to go kill you. What are you you're not going to go die. Are you crazy? You know, uh-uh, forget it. And I was just like, man, the boldness of them to say that to God and the fact that he would say things unbelievably straight to their face, but it was always true. I mean, the stuff he would say was true. It's coarse. I mean, some, it's really hard. If I, if I tell y'all, hey, yeah, I mean, hey, man, a little bit later tonight, uh, you're gonna go look at porn, no matter what. Hey, in front of in front of all your friends, you're going to do it, or you're going to uh, go do this or this or this or this or this or this, and you know, like just like Jesus talking to Peter. I mean, that's they're like best buds, and just to say something so truthful and so straight to the heart, we can inter- uh, we can misinterpret coarseness too as. We're all laughing, having a good time. We're not trying to hurt anybody. And if we do, it's, a, it's an accident. Man, I, I ate too much at lunch today. That's, an a, that's, a, that's a sin, an accident. I, did, I messed up. I need to work on from here, but we're not going to not sin. Everybody, everybody in here is a really bad sinner. It's probably the most part of you, in fact. I mean, you're infected with it. You have it. You're going to do it probably for the rest of your life. That's why Jesus came and died so that you can get a little bit of a vision of what not sin is i mean that seriously and so we don't have to worry i, I don't worry that i'm sinning guarantee to you i am a lot way worse than the cussing all kinds of stuff i mean <laughs> it, it, anytime so it, 
if if I could stop cussing and then I was a really good person, man, that, I'd do it right now. <laughs> I'm way worse than that for sure. All right, we got this mic out there. Anybody else want has yeah, a question? Another question. Let's let's pass them around. Yeah. 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 Um, so. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. Time out. Oh, no. Bees that buzz. All right, that was a long time on that question. We'll just do a couple more questions, and we'll just let we'll just go. We'll make yeah, them shorter. Them short so everybody Let's do a few a more. That wants to ask one. So you go ahead look, and ask your all right, here's what yeah. here's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna the question you ask instead of a boring, uh, long backstory disclaim community group share. We need a two sentence, three sentence question from you, and then we'll get a few more, and we'll we'll answer shorter too. Absolutely. Uh, my name's uh, Christopher Olson. Friends with the guy. What's your name? Spoke. Christopher Olson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. I know yep. you. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just actually, my question is specifically for uh, Toby and Joey. Um, I'm at the same school as Kurt, and I'm studying church planting, and I know you guys work at a church plant. So, my question really is like, you guys are really big about uh, transparency and openness, and I really appreciate that. I want to know, like, how even like you, Toby, and corporate worship even like display that and teach that to your congregation and the same thing with you uh how you do that as as the pastor of your your church i would say that we really go to a special church that really gives a wide open door uh for us to be able to do bad christian first and foremost that's just crazy that they let us do that that's awesome secondly yes toby and i have to learn how to temper um who we are while we're doing bad christian learning how to push the envelope a little bit in the context of Seacoast, but at the same time honor the church that Seacoast is as well as the people that they're bringing. So if we can't, if we don't try to do that, then we're just messed up people and we try. Mm-hmm. That was a great answer. I will agree with you. Don't you don't have to go long on it. We're going to get a lot of questions. So yeah, That's true. I would, I would just yeah. add, number one thing that Joey said is we work, we work at a great church. I mean, they really are, they have a calling, they stick to that calling, and also they are open to what the future looks like. I mean, it's not going to look the same. I mean, it, it, things are changing rapidly, 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 and there's more innovators and entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurial people and minds, and we can't just stay the same or it's just going to be just too silly. That doesn't mean we lose traditions, even, but things are, are changing, and our church really does allow us to be who we are and express who we are, and also, I mean, if we went too far, they would call us on it. I mean, it's it's just real, and that's what's cool about it. For sure, that's great. Let's do another question. Pass it where we're going this direction. Hey, my question's more for uh, kind of Joey. Um, I don't really know the whole story on how you ended up quitting Emory. I mean, it was I know it was real early on after one show, I guess. Uh, is that is that something that you ended up really regretting, or are you are you pretty much like, well, I didn't, I wouldn't have wanted to be a part of the band thing anyway, and are you comfortable with that? It That's- did end our friendship. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's a good question. I would say if I had to estimate, uh, probably there were regrets there for about two years, uh, just because you know I was a school teacher. Um, it was a bad season of depression. Um, and, and honestly, that's not the story of my life. There's been many years between then and now where I wasn't struggling that much at all, but I, you know, I just saw what my friends were doing and then I was enjoying, uh, marriage, but I wasn't necessarily enjoying being a school teacher. So I'd say maybe for about the first two years, I was very short sighted with where God had me. And I was like, it sucks. I wish I could be doing what they're doing. 
And then I would say maybe since 2004, 2005, I've just been totally fine. So I didn't know that, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it, what was weird, though, those first two years, is like every few weeks he would send us videos of him playing bass. <laughs> it was like, hey, yeah, yeah, man, school was good today. It was awesome. Check out this song I learned on the bass. I learned the E scale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at this Dorian <laughs> mode <I> display. <laughs> I would also bring up the fact that, yeah, I had sex with my wife last night. How are you guys doing? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, too coarse. That's way, <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Thinking uncomfortable, of you with a kidney stone having sex with your wife is not. Bad, bad joke made the crowd go ooh, and it was clearly a biblical sin. Yeah. Okay. So the next question, Pastor Joey. Hi. Um. I was just after watching the listening to the podcast with Dave Bazan. I I really had this question, uh, with relationships and spinning off from like divorces, counseling, just all about relationships. Uh, how should we as young people or anyone in general, knowing that our, our ideologies may change? Uh, over the course of our life, and how would you speak to that? I know that all three of you do counseling as well. So, well, first of all, yeah, we're old. the uh, The thing about it is, no matter what, if your point of view hasn't changed in six months, a year, and for a lot of people, five and ten years, that's really messed up. Like, if you have an ideology, I don't care what it is. I don't care what your belief is. If it's static and never changes, you're crazy. You're wrong. You're really messed up. So, I mean, and and sometimes I, I look back and I go, man, I've been really on this train. Like, I get on this kick or train. I think this is the way to go, and I'll do that for a long time. And sometimes I look back and go, man, am I still – have I been listening since I thought I knew what I was doing? And there's tons of people like that. So whatever it is that you feel really solid about, don't hold that too tightly. You should be influenced by culture, the Bible, other people, and the Holy Spirit. You, your point of view should change. It should. And I'm not saying you. I'm not telling you how, but you shouldn't be that married to any ideology. I really don't think so. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. And and maybe micro. Idea, like if you're super into Calvinism or you're super into church planting or whatever it is at this time, I mean, you you know, your point of view should change on it. It doesn't make sense to, to to maintain the same one and say it's like being a bad investor in stocks. Like it's like riding a stock all the way to the ground. When you get better information and you hear more from God and the Holy Spirit, then you'll you'll change your mind. If you don't, you're not. It's not God. You know, there's a lot of people that make the mistake of going. God told me this. I haven't listened since. Perfect example of that is I was the guy who had my tidy, perfectly neat little theology that no one could mess with because I had it figured out. And uh, I realize now, looking back, man, I was wrong. Like, the Bible is complete in that it's what God wants us to have. It's not complete in what there is to know. I mean, there's not a book that can contain all there is to know. I mean, are you kidding me? Um, so I think just that right there, we should recognize, no, oh, we have some stuff wrong. Could now, I, Dave Bazan changed his... It was like a whole 180. And sure. I, I kind of want to just like one sentence on a relational aspect. Like we're supposed to find or Christians or have a partner that agrees 100% Jesus is the center of our marriage. What happens if one person like Dave says, who was very sincere mm-hmm. for his whole life, what happens in a marriage or with a relationship when other person says, my life is not based on that anymore. Like we are, di- that it's not a little tweak. It's a big deal. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe I misunderstood your question. I mean, is this something that, that it, you're, you're experiencing? Like you're. No, it, a- after listening to the podcast, I, uh-huh. I just thought it was like kind of, 
kind of scary. Like his sincerity seems so real. I love that podcast. And just I thought about like the relationship between him and his wife or in my future spouse. Like what if one of us like. Me, oh, yeah. What would happen? Because he was he was like Dave Bazan, the Christian guy, the hero, the, him like and his legit. wife. And they have a yeah. kid and they're going to church. And then eventually he's telling her. I'm not buying this shit anymore. I'm not doing it. You can go to church if you want to. But not in a bad way. Like, he's, like he still seems like a really sincere, great person pursuing truth. And I, I think my question is, like, like, young Christians are just pursuing just this one idea and not truth. And, like, if that ends or if your perspective switches, then, like, do you just leave each other? Because, oh, he was supposed to be my rock, but now he's nothing. Like, how do you navigate that in a relationship? Well, the the truth is, you just do, and either it works out or it doesn't. I mean, I know that that sounds pretty terrible. Uh, if, it, for example, you said your future spouse, um, if you guys are married, and if the person wants out, they'll get out. It, it, it people are too. I mean, the the worst possible thing that ever happened to the world, I think, are rom-coms it's like the it, and i love them i mean i'm addicted to it don't do not turn on a romantic comedy on lifetime movie channel i will i'm sucked in after three i know it sounds so terrible like the christmas and my wife and i we are it's lifetime hallmark channel rom-com christmas movies but uh i, I mean those it, it's just everybody thinks oh man you just have these feelings and and that's love and oh man you look good i look good this is great everything and, and that's what the whole world tells you or something like that but the truth is if, if somebody's like, no, I'm just committed, I just am, no matter what you believe, no matter who you turn out to be, no matter what, I'm here, I'm just going to stay here and we're going to work it out, then you will. I mean, no matter what, because I mean, it, it would be really hard. If my wife told me today, I no longer believe in God, oh, that would be literally to me devastating. And, and, and if I did the same to her, whatever, it would be the same thing or whatever we could say to each other. I mean, it's, it's not even just that. I mean, there's uh, tons of things that, you know, no matter what, I'm always going to spend whatever I want on certain things. A certain, you know what I mean? It, take, it, don't even talk, take God out of the, the picture. It can be anything that can ruin a marriage. And it's just, it's just not easy. It, you either are, love is this awesome idea that sounds fun and it's always so romantic and ends up in this crate, the best possible sex you've ever had in your whole life or something like that in these movies. But the truth is it's really, it's, it's really crappy sometimes. And that's when it's real. That's when the real thing happens and you go, I'm here. That, that, this is it. I don't, I don't get out of this. And if you, if, if you have that mentality, then it'll be okay. And if you have that mentality, that encourages the other person to, too. It's, it's the strange thing of, hey, no matter what, you know these vows that we tell each other that, that seem so silly and, and old and just a tradition. You just get you just spit them out so your mom and dad can hear them or whatever. It's really true. I'm, I'm here no matter what. So Toby's I'm, I'm saying, here when, I'm, I, well, I'm, I'm here when you're an asshole. You're gonna. My wife is an asshole sometimes. She is. I'm not kidding. And I'm about the billionth time, million times more of an asshole to her. She's a beautiful, wonderful, awesome person. But sometimes we're the worst people for each other. I'm not going anywhere. She's not going anywhere. And if it gets really ugly sometimes, we're not going anywhere. And that, and that doesn't sound like love. It doesn't sound like love when you don't talk for a few days because you got mad at each other over something. But that is. I mean, and, and it sucks. And, and, and I don't think people tell you that, that the truth is, are, do you want to stay? And if you want to stay, it makes your wife or your spouse or what, so much more close to staying, too. Because they're like, well, holy cow. So that, that's the real answer. And the reason why Dave is still married, they want to stay. I mean, we'll get through this. 
Whatever it looks like, I don't know. And I'm sure she doesn't go, hey, do you know Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior? I, think, <laughs> I, mean, I don't think she's saying that over and over either. I think she kind of believes like he believes, honestly. Yeah, that, that, that might be even you. the well, sad part may, about it maybe, is that yeah, that's as he be. goes, she's going to go. That, and, that, and that's true. But what Toby's saying, essentially, in all seriousness, is you are single now. You hope to get married one day. Marriage is going to be a thousand times shittier than you think it is. Yeah. And I 100% agree with him. Yeah. And, and I don't even think you're preparing for it. Like you think, oh, man, one day I'll have a spouse. You're married to whoever that is right now. So are you being committed to her? Are you? <laughs> All right, let's do another question, <laughs> and then Dave's coming up. Yeah. Last one here. Dave, get you a seat and come on up here. All right, our first music sponsor tonight is a band from West Palm Beach, Florida called The Grandfather. Let's check out a clip from their brand new song, October. All right, that song is called October, and it's by The Grandfather. Their new record, 1222, will be out in March of this year, and we'll be hearing some more from them, I think, during these BZ Pod Live episodes. So if you want to check them out, go to facebook.com forward slash The Grandfather Band. All right, we're going to take just another second here to hear our second musical sponsor of the evening. And this one's from Wild Earth, who we've heard before on this podcast. So this is from their new free album called Orchestrate, and the song is called All the Earth. There is no And that tune is called All the Earth, and it's by the band Wild Earth. So, if you want to get their album, it is indeed free. Go to comeandlive.com forward slash albums forward slash orchestrate and pick up their album today. You can get it free. Oh, Dave. Hello. Um, 
I hope this doesn't sound mean spirited. What's your name? It does. Uh, John. <laughs> yeah, it does. Nice, nice to meet you. You're from I, in town here, John? Yeah, right okay. over there. Um, I hope this doesn't sound mean spirited because that's not my intention. He's but looking at you, Matt. There's, I'll, I'll take it. There's hundreds and hundreds of religions out there. What makes you so sure that yours is right and all the others are wrong? John, I love your question. So first yep. of all, your question presupposes that you're not, you don't have the same religion. You're not a Christian, first of all. I'm a, let's say I'm agnostic. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, that's not, we don't, we would never take that as mean spirited. In fact, yep. I would consider you brave and, uh, I, I would consider that a noble quality to Dude, ask, we're already to ask starting to pray for you right now. So yeah, there's a, there's a prayer, there's a prayer circle behind you. Don't turn yep. around that yep. it already not turn started. Around. We're taking up a love offering. We're yeah. going to get you there, dude. We um, are going to come around you. We yeah. are. No. You are being poured into you by the guy behind you. <laughs> Unreal. Sorry, man. Um, I, you know, for, for me personally, I have like uh, a really high level of confidence in what I believe if the thing that I'm saying that I believe, if, if I can keep it as basic as possible. And what basic as possible is, to me, supernaturally, Jesus Christ has revealed to me that he is real and all that stuff that that daggum Bible says actually is true if you can wade through it. And I wish it wasn't true, but it's a supernatural thing. It's not, it's not like a, a logic to me. And most things are logical to me, but this one hit me over the head and said, no, this is true. And for me, it's supernatural. So I'm not asking you to believe or asking anybody to believe what I believe because I, I really feel that I didn't even have the choice, and it was shown to me, and I just experienced it, and I don't even pretend to think I could talk you into it. But I will ask you or anybody else to believe me that I didn't. It's not something I sought, wanted, or thought I would believe, and it was shown to me in a supernatural way that I do, and that's the only certainty I have is one that's actually beyond the natural world or my logic or anything because honestly when we do this stuff and talk this way and i talk to people who are smarter than me i start to not believe really quickly and it's the spiritual it's the beyond this realm stuff that is confirms it to me and then i go i take it backwards there and then i try to understand interpret the bible and navigate how do i work in christian streams and what does this crazy pastor mean and who is this person and you know those things are all like reverse engineering to what i have undeniably can't deny is true, which is Jesus revealing to me that he exists, is powerful, and I'm no good. That's that's all there is to it. Everything else is I just figure it out as I go. So that's for me. And I, I honor that journey of Matt's, but yep. I, I will say that for me it's definitely uh, a combination of what Matt said and also uh, the logical aspect of it. Like I don't see how any of this could have happened without a God. Now that doesn't mean God of the Bible necessarily, but then I look at Jesus and just how hard it would have been for all of that stuff just to be manufactured and, uh, I mean, biggest, biggest scandal, of biggest lie of all time. So for me, it is logic and spirit. Toby, you don't even believe, so I don't want to hear anything. Yeah, I gave up a long time ago. Um, here's what I, I think. All When I see people, if I see, if I see two people, the only thing I've ever seen is how shitty they treat each other. They need somebody <laughs> to help them out. That and that's it. Honestly, that's where I'm at. I, no matter what, everybody on earth needs somebody that's better than them to help them out and say, "Hey, well, you just don't got it right." I mean, it, it's just like my kids. When I see them, it's like, "Man, I love you so much. What in the hell are you doing? I, are you serious right now?" My, I look at my son Ike and I go, "Are you serious? I mean, you're you. What are you doing?" 
And he's having fun. He's still, I mean, he's getting ready to kill himself. It's the best day of his life. I mean, he's, he's having an awesome time. And I go, oh, yeah, sure. For sure, there's Jesus. I mean, there's a God that has to interact with me and get me out of what I'm doing, for sure. So, Yeah, thank you for that. So, that you know, I, to us, all those answers are, it seems like the other religions don't have a very good answer for that. And we're most comfortable with, you know, humans and people being really shitty. Like that's the, the the need is the more apparent thing than the solution. The solution we kind of understand and work out, but we know, you know that that's the thing. It seems to be unique to Christianity is where it starts with how human depravity or how bad people are, what state we're in. What that God. that we're pretty certain about. How it all works out. I mean, ask somebody smarter. Don't ask me. I do think it's it's pretty peculiar that Jesus is the only God that claims I did it all. Where all the other ones say, "Okay, here's what you do right. to draw right. closer to me." That that to me is like, "Whoa!" Thank you for your question. Yeah, on that. definitely. Thanks, man. Okay, Can now you go ahead and leave though. Right now, we're gonna yeah. have <laughs> we're we're gonna I, go I, ahead and have Dave Powell. I want Dave to switch well. seats with me. Maybe. Yeah, go ahead and yeah, have him seat. so, switch seats. With all right, me, everybody, welcome Dave Powell Dave. to the podcast. <laughs> Dave, thank you for letting us come to your house. Yeah, it's awesome. This is great. You're welcome. Can we turn up the heat just a tad. Go ahead. Um, first off, just so everyone knows, all the shit that Matt was talking on Indianapolis, he was about six months ago looking at a house for sale about... Yeah, he did. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yards, 50 yards That's north true. of here. Yeah. So. Matt, Matt actually, I actually talked to Matt, and Matt thought about moving I did. here. Just so you know. Like the shit is endearing to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's <laughs> That's cute little shit. That's my wheelhouse. It's yeah. people's messed up shit. I love it. I would love to move here just to be around the depraved, awful. Oh, I, I know. To me, it's constant entertainment. So like, yeah, that, like everybody yes. kind of wanted to live in Sodom for a month. Yeah, I would have liked it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God! This place is bad. Yeah, I, I, if I could have a vacation home in Sodom and Gomorrah, yeah, yeah I, I could know. go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, yeah. totally. So, so Dave, one thing we want to talk about is you really dislike interviews, right? That's true. I mean, it is not fun for you. Even like, and the reason you feel uncomfortable, or you just don't feel like you have the right things to say. Like right now, this is funny because we were talking about this. Dave, this isn't what he likes doing. Like he like he has certain things he likes to do, and this is one that he hates. And Emory, he's all we've made so much fun of him over the years because he's the worst interviewer ever. Yeah. And then we come to his house and interview him. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think? <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of cliffs of dead silence here in a minute. But oh, it'll what, be fun. It's what okay. is it about an interview that you just you think? Because I mean, I, let me let me tell everybody here and the listeners. Dave is literally one of the funniest people we know. I mean, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, he came in and to our band after Seth had left, and we thought uh, we'll never replace Seth. And Dave is one of our best friends of all time. I mean, seriously, one of the funniest people you could ever meet. But you're I mean, a damn it, good drummer too, and uh, I love you, man. Yeah, Thanks. but I mean, in interviews, you are like a you're piece the worst. Of shit. <laughs> so, what is it? What do you think of it? Is it about an interview that destroys you? Well, that's all true, and I'll do I'll do my best to explain this right but when i'm under the spotlight or whatnot i feel like i have to just generate a manufactured answer yeah and and then i always kick myself later and it's not just in interviews it's almost in lots of social events so it's, so it's not, an anxiety so, yeah but it's not real and then i always regret it later because i'm like that's not what i thought at all and that's not holy shit that was 
awesome. Good <laughs> answer. How is you know unbelievable? what's funny is Joey's brother said the same thing. Like Joey's brother, when he was on the on the podcast, he actually felt like he just wished he wouldn't have said the things that he said, and he he wanted to clarify and all that stuff. So after after an interview, you think of the cool thing to say or the good thing to say. Yeah, I'm always like, man, that would have been perfect to say that. Yeah. So just like a, somebody cuts you down, and you're like, oh man. Ooh. I would have said this so hard. I've to got them. a bone. I've got a bone to pick with you two. You guys said save it for the podcast. What his favorite song is on the new album? You guys grill me all the time for not asking people about favorite songs. What the hell was that all about? Oh, and it was a good question too. Oh, save it for the podcast. What his favorite song is? WTF? All right. Well, let's see if we can. Let's just see if we can make Dave uh, comfortable in here. So just talk to me. You can ignore these people here. But you, I mean, you joined our band when you were. How old were you when you joined? Talk. Don't look. Just look at me. I was. It'll not, help. Trust me. It was 2004. I was yeah. 19 years old. Oh, you. So you were 19 years old. You joined our band. You met. You came with us. And the first time that we went on tour, what tour was it? What did we do? Um, it was with Boys Night Out. Uh, that was your first tour. Yeah. Gym class heroes. And. Uh, but you put the microphone in front of your face. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> please. Can we get but a talk drum, to me? Can we get a drum the, kit up here? Yeah, put microphone in front of your face, but look at me. Talk to me. Well, that, that was it. The boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm so proud of you, man. No, you're you're, do, yeah. you're doing a good job. Now, even at 19 years old, you and your wife Laura were together. That's true. Were you married or we were not? We got married soon after, though. So. But were y'all but, having but, sex before? No, marriage? I mean your your <laughs> dating life was pure, right? <laughs> it was definitely pure. Okay. <laughs> No, or the opposite it, of that. It was Keep not, going. So. Okay, now, now, when you first joined the band and were playing with us, did you feel? Did you think? Did you know? At what point did you feel like you were going to be a permanent member of our band? Did you feel? Did you think you had the gig or what? Well, first of all, so I was <laughs> I was working construction here in town, and then um, yeah, I was working construction, and then the opportunity came up, and then my wife at the time or. Wife at the time. My girlfriend at the time, I'm sorry, um, convinced me to do it, and I really didn't want to join Emory. And Laura they, is and the it, reason you're in? That, that is true. They told me that they would pay me. Three, Laura, is that true? They told me that they would pay me $300 a week. To play drums for us on And tour. I was like, sold. So, uh, we should have made a contract. I was really uncomfortable because yeah. I was 19. I'd never been on an airplane before, and at the time I was really scared to fly. So um, I was a really... Really, when did you guy. think that you were like you were going to get the permanent gig? Like, at what point was that? I think halfway through the first tour. Yeah, I remember calling Laura specifically uh, after a conversation with Billy Tanell, one of our tour managers. That I was like, I'm pretty sure I got it. And, and was that based on like you think your drumming was so good? Yeah, or I we thought, were pleased with yeah. your musicality. And I did what? my best to kind of like make you guys think that I was cool. I think I did a good job at it. <laughs> and then. Um, and then and then you guys didn't. I wasn't offered the the full member position until a few weeks afterwards. So I did start to get nervous until the end of the tour. And this was in what? I mean, this was two thousand and two thousand four. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so it was like it feels weird to me because I definitely think of you as a, a new member of the band. But that was Still? eleven years ago, you know. But um, I mean, like it feels it feels weird like revisiting the fact that we were auditioning you and checking you out or whatever. Like, but but it's before the question, before we even recorded and before we wrote most of the question. And we we're thinking, are you going to be in the band? Is he good enough? Can we spend time around him or whatever? So yeah, I remember the first time we uh, I've joked about this before, tons of times. But um, 
I remember Dave flew out to Seattle and we were practicing and we were getting we were going to be writing we were trying to write a little bit loosely for yeah. uh the question. And uh I remember I think I was playing uh, we got done with the practice for this tour and I was just kind of standing over there with a the guitar by myself just loosely playing with the idea of studying politics. And I was just kind of playing on the guitar and I remember Dave started doing a beat to it. <laughs> and I literally in my mind I, I just stopped and I was like, this new dude thinks he's going to come in here and start writing on our new record and think he's, he, he's the shit and he's this badass drummer. And, and I just stopped and I was like, no way, this guy's, no way, this is it. This is the last time. You walked out. Yeah, yeah. I, I put my guitar down and I was like, why is he starting to do this? And you do you remember, I, I think we've talked about before, you kind of remember that, but it's really funny in that instance because you were just probably now in retrospect doing anything you could not to be uncomfortable. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Like, you weren't trying to, like, write, oh, hey, look, I got a cool drum beat. You were just like, I'm so uncomfortable. There's this large man that's like <laughs> looks like the dad from Wonder Years or something, and he's... And I I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to try and do something. But I took it as... Toby thought it, you were trying to get at his royalties. Yeah, I know. I thought, he, he's trying to get money, and yeah. I'm not going to allow that to happen. <laughs> a little 19-year-old little piece of shit. <laughs> hey, how many years did it take you to realize that Toby and Matt were not 100% assholes. Like I think it took it must have taken you a really long time before you understood what Toby and I are like. I really feel like it took a long time. I agree. true. I would even argue it wasn't probably till 2007 or 8 after being in the band since 2004, so 3 or 4 years. Dang. Yeah. You guys are horrible. And then maybe even a little later with Toby cuz I didn't even have a I felt like Toby and I really had a strong bond starting like <laughs> What? No, I got you. Starting I like, totally agree with that. I, like 2010, that. even. Yeah. Like, no, wait. no, I thought about that. Like, I remember, honestly, I remember a, a uh, just several superficial conversations that Weird. we had. But I was like, what? After, I only realized it after we had had the conversations. And I was like, what? But I mean, Dave and I are friends, and Dave is funny, and I'm funny, and we laugh, and we have a good so time. So Toby was the last person in the band that you came, came to really connect with and like. That's true. And I was second last. You were second last. Who was first? Yeah. Devin, for sure. No, 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 no. Josh. Definitely Josh. Josh, <laughs> Josh, Josh is our resident. I mean, Josh is the guy <laughs> yeah. that no matter He's what embraces connect. you. Josh I is mean, the yeah. immediate, like, if you walk on our bus, Josh will do this. Toby's making a, a long, a huge, slow hug motion. Yeah, right I mean, now. he hugs everybody. I mean, he's going to we'll go to the coffee shop he's with you, a everything. He's an absolute phenomenon of being the best friend you could be to on our the, wives. Fir- the first day you to meet. Yeah, the first day you meet, he's you a think, phenomenon. I'm going to be friends with this guy forever. Yeah. And then the next day, he's asleep for the whole day. Yeah, and then for four, three or four years later, you think, this Toby guy might be all right. <laughs> true. True. He's got some really good that's qualities. True. It is true. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, seriously, but there was, I, that's what I've wondered over the years. I don't know what flipped. And I think it was, and this sounds crazy, I think it was a little bit probably before we had kids, but once like our wives got pregnant, I think something flipped in both of us, and we started thinking more alike. I mean, even though I'm a lot older, how old are you? 20. No, how old are you now? Oh. Are you 29 now? That was now? a joke. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm 29. I'll be, thir- I'll be 30 next month. Yeah, so I'm 38, so I'm, I'm, I'm pushing almost 10 years older than Dave. But So, I mean, there's a little bit of a gap there for sure. But I, I actually think once we had kids or something like that, like that idea of, of having kids or becoming more settled, I think we kind of started getting the same zone. And our lives started circling more because we all of our kids are like literally just a couple months apart we both have three kids they're both months apart and um we had kids at the exact same time like your first was just what a month before our first 
Your second was uh, like just a few months before our is just like that, and I think that kind of is what maybe even started making it deeper than just funny jokes. And then there was some change where at some point Dave thought I was super funny. That's true. That's what really. Well, I, I mean, I don't mean this in a mean way at all, but the period of your lifetime that right? you were the least oh, that's funny. True. That's true. Is the the <laughs> the higher the our band's popularity has been is. The, Completely the least funny you've been. Like they're completely you, our band's success and your uh, humor quality are completely that, inversely yeah. proportional, no matter what. And but, that, when, but that also applies to weight. My weight, yes. the lower my weight gets, the less funny. But it's this lead singer's <laughs> disease is pressure. It's like thinking people are looking at you in your spotlight. You, I mean, you seriously the most crazy funny like you were you're like a chris farley type like this big guy that's funny then we start the band together and this is real cool and we're man toby's the biggest clown in the world then we start to get popular then toby loses weight then everybody's looking at us and then for a few years there toby was not not as fun or funny during that during that time you really weren't and i mean that in seriousness way dramatic decline. I appreciate your transparency. And then, and then, <laughs> as we began to take ourselves less seriously, started tanking in record sales and stuff like that, <laughs> I mean, you kind of put it back on. So you've lo- you kept the weight off, and you're starting yeah. to get funnier and funnier every year. Thanks. So I, I, it's, look, That's it's good. awesome. It's good. So, is that true? Like, like that is literally, true. like, after I'm only a man, yeah, you, Dave yeah, thought I was the f- You really can loosen funny. up. <laughs> you start to loosen up a little bit. That connection's hilarious. Dave, I didn't even right. think about that. That's really... It's true. It's it's totally true, because I remember, like, visiting with you guys on Christmas, like, y'all would come into town. I was like, what happened to Toby? Not funny I, I think we even he had a conversation. I was like, Matt, famous. what? what was he <laughs> going on? Right. I mean, we used to sit at Denny's in college, and Toby would just be sitting there, we'd be talking, and he, all of a sudden, would fall under the table and, like trying to push himself back up and he's like there's a monster grabbing me it's pulling me under and making a huge scene i mean yeah, he would always make a huge scene he was a larger guy he really he was really in the vein of chris farley is the way he would thank you go thank through. you for that he really did so so when bad stuff happens like record sales get a little bit bigger yeah. i get funnier same same happens with joey he gets kidney stones or massive depression funny as hell <laughs> All right, so Dave, let's talk about the new album a little bit. So you've been drumming with us since the question. You played on every record since the question. We got this new album. We played a song from it tonight. You've start. You've gotten the uh, masters and or the mixes. You've heard them and everything. So what 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 is your since you didn't write a ton on it, but you got to play the drums on it. Now you've heard the songs done. What 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 do you feel about this new record? And, and Jen, don't give a crowd or an interview answer. Just tell me. Well. <laughs> I mean, I'm asking you a serious question, me to you. How, what do you feel about the new album now that you've heard it all because I've not talked to you about it? I, re- I really like the fact that it's been, the way it was tracked was different for sure. And then I even had, the way Emery's always written for the most part is Matt and Toby and then, and then Devin when he was in the band. But um, I would never, like with the question, we I tracked the drums for that a week or a month before it was all tracked and ready to go. So um, this record was different because I heard guitar scratches and everything, so I had lots of preparation for it and more mental preparation. But um, I like it. I like it a lot. I like that it's it's really, you guys will probably be able to tell, it's it's really kind of loose, um, and it, it feels not what do you mean? What do you mean loose? You can hear the drums. You That's the drums. That's the guitar. That's Toby. I mean, you can hear that opposed to like just like a filter or... Or something so less uh, slick, yeah. Just less. I think, I think it's kind of rough. So yeah, you, and maybe you guys won't like it for that reason. But um, Hell I yeah. like 
I like it for that. I like the fact so we put a sheet over the drums for the, especially for the toms. They sound so good, like an actual sheet over the drums. And then um, if you put a sheet over a drum, a tom, uh, it sounds way better than if if you would even acute or EQ a, a regular tom. So the, it's a natural sound. And I just really like that. So, so it's cool. what we did, it's, it's, it sounds a way like when I heard it in my ears when I played it, I still hear that. Which is like what we did totally on this is un, is is underproduce it. And w- one thing we did was try. We didn't go for that big giant sound where the biggest drums in the world in the biggest room with the like that has been done so much and so that we wanted to make it sound like a band in their practice space. But the band is really amazing. Like that's what we were going for. So we put we muffled the drums up, made them sound just good right there in the studio. And everything on the record is just guitar, bass, and drums. I mean, it's, you can hear everything super clearly on it. Kind yeah. Of thing. And even then, so we even heard mixes afterwards, and I still, I heard the mix that was like really EQ'd and sound like all the drums sounded fake. And I, it was really hard for me to not to like that immediately. So again, I think for you guys, you you really might not like it. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest takeaway is thank you. You, you really like it. Y'all probably not gonna like it. We're trying to well, sell it to you, but yeah, you'll probably hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is raw. You like the tunes, though, the songs. I do. On, I do. I like it a lot. Uh, what I, ones are your favorite ones? I like The Less You Say probably the most. Yep. And it's really interesting because after the songs were recorded, again, I don't necessarily know how the vocals go, um, but the content that I found out later after we were already done, I find really interesting. And um, Content, I, you mean after Toby explained to you some about yes, the Yes, what the songs are actually about and then and the record. So. Um, which you guys should hopefully can figure out on your own. I don't know if I actually would, but um, after after knowing it for certain songs, I was like, that's really special. So it's really neat to be a part of. So, all right. Well, Dave, thank you for joining us for this interview and the yeah, podcast. You You've done a good job. Great. You think so? Is there? Yeah. You want to promote your business or? <laughs> <laughs> Looking to get a massive mix without the massive price tag? Then check out SOS Studios. They'll bring your songs to the next level at an affordable rate. Money should never stand in the way of making your music sound amazing. Whether you're looking to mix a full-length rock album or your next Electronica single, SOS Studios has experience mixing a wide range of genres. Visit their website today at www.sosstudiosmixing.com. That's www.sosstudiosmixing.com to learn more. And as a special offer for Bad Christian listeners, SOS Studios is offering 15% off of your online orders by entering the code BADCHRISTIAN during checkout. Again, check them out at SOS Studios. Mixing.com and use the code BADCHRISTIAN for 15% off. SOS Studios. Hear your songs as they were meant to be heard. That's You're it. done. You're all set. Yeah. Will, you, will you go grab me a beer real quick? Make, make it real? two. Make it two Miller Lights. Joey, you good? Yep. So two Miller Lights, and we'll, we'll loosen up. And uh, I, You know what? I've just got a totally mental blank. I have, I've, we've done the podcast like 60 episodes. We do the interview and I'm I'm totally lost. I don't know what we do next. Well, I'm man, not lost. Anybody, I mean, I'm not lost. Like I'm I, I, I know it's just for me mentally. I, I know it's something. I know I have a positive feeling about it, but I just cannot remember what's the next thing in our. Can you jog my memory? 
Well, after Dave's horrible interview, there's only one thing that's going to bring up our spirits. <laughs> one thing we've been talking about tonight is truth, and I think we need a little bit more. What? Who What's loves that? truth here? America. America. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, St- Dave. Still getting us beer after all these years, buddy. <laughs> all right, let's do it. In a world where you can't tell if your best friend's depression or his kidney stone is a bigger issue. And I'm not joking. This is Toby Morrell, and this is your damn news. You guys ready for the damn this news? This is your damn news. How many kidney stones have you had in your life? Uh, I had my first one in the eighth grade probably every two years since then, so... So, I mean, I'm just probably 12. I'm not 13. trying to be coarse. Your pee hole is like that big. <laughs> right? <laughs> how, how many? So, basically, you could shoot an asteroid yeah. out. Well, the military's called me a couple times. Yeah, so we need a, you. You're a freak of nature. Yeah, there's some technology we've been working with penises with. Wow. And, yeah, there's some precious metals that could be mined. They look like those spiky things yeah. that I mean, fall think from about trees. It. I, think about it. I walk into enemy territory, and I'm like, I'm surrender. I surrender. Then they look down, and they see it hanging out of my fly, and I just shoot them <laughs> with a gun. I don't get that one. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> that one. That's a little, y- y'all want lighter or heavier? Well, I, I think it's better to start heavier and work. I, I hate it when the last story is like a, bu- a bummer. It's hard to get out of the episode. So let's start with the heavier and move let's to the Let's just make lighter. sure all the okay. stories aren't bombs. All right, I want to start with something. Come on now. No, I, no, you have you have sickness. Thank you. You're right. Yeah, uh, we respect the, cri- the your criticism and encouragement. Just don't touch me, please. Okay, I'm a, I'm going to start with the heaviest story I have, and then we'll just try and get lighter from there. Study reveals most dangerous sex position. Pe- <laughs> this is the most serious one. Pe- <laughs> penile fracture is twice as common when the woman is on top. <laughs> okay. It don't. <laughs> Don't you need a... Never mind. Come on. <laughs> this comes from Newser. When it comes to sex-related injuries among men, penile fractures are rare yet painful. Now researchers say that they know which positions are likeliest to result in them. Researchers reviewed records from three hospitals over a 13-year period in Brazil, and roughly, uh, and basically the study was over 3 million people, in a paper published in April, but now attracting plenty of attention, they write that the cowgirl, when the woman is on top of the man, was responsible for half of penile fractures reported among cases involving heterosexual sex. I'm glad they clarified that. The second worst offender, oh no, the second worst offender, oh, doggy no. style. Oh, sorry, Chris. Uh, just kidding. Responsible for 29%. Per- I don't even know I said that. I, I, I just, I, you're the only name I knew. I apologize. I have to apologize for my court. I only knew Chris's name. Adam at Doggy Style, dude. Uh, the second worst offender was Doggy Style, responsible for 29%, while the traditional missionary position had been assumed in 21%. Even missionary. Good Lord. So, I mean, y'all know what a penile fracture is? I think it's like your penile. Peener, penal <laughs> penis and it something there's no bones. hits it and it no but it can like pop 
okay. the blood vessels. The blood vessels, and it can go like that. All right, next news story is... <laughs> First of all, it's very, it's very... It sucks very much and ironic that your boner has no bone. Right. And you can still fracture it. So that, right. that's, a, that's a, a mess. Secondly, I think... The, angle the whole to your dangle is another way to call it. <laughs> the studies from Brazil, and those people are totally freaky. They're freaks. So I don't know how you can trust a study from there, because those people are crazy. And thirdly... I think the the positions that were you know the 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 worst position being the cowgirl. So it's again we learned the biblical lesson that women should not be in control. No, uh, I agree. <laughs> Isn't I mean, I, yeah? Let's uh, man. I think you made a great point. I mean? When the woman, if a woman tries to get on top of it's, you don't anything, you got to stop that. It ruins your genitals. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what it is with a woman on top. Any form it's of just on top. Another reason not even why sexual. women should not be in charge. Not of even it. sexual. Not even sex. On top, they shouldn't be in charge. Your genitals right. are ruined. Y'all believe that, right? All right. I was just joking. That was kind of a silly one. So I do have a serious one here, okay. and I'm not joking now. So Reverend Joseph, uh, and I, I kind of want you guys out here in the crowd to chime in on this, see what you think, because I, this is a, it, it is. Kind of a uh, a topic that makes people get angry, I guess is what I'll say. Uh, Reverend Joseph Elio of San Francisco. <laughs> I said it. It's I-L-L-O. Uh, okay. San Francisco Catholic priest sparks controversy by barring altar girls. And, uh, and you know, the, I won't even go with the easy joke. But a Catholic priest who recently took charge of a San Francisco parish has said only boys can be altar servers. A move that is sparking a lot of criticism. He said he has three reasons. The first, he said, is that boys usually end up losing interest in altar service because girls generally do a better job. The second and more important reason, he said, is that altar service is intrinsically tied to the priesthood and serve as feeder programs for the seminary. He said if the Catholic Church ordained women, altar girls would make sense, but we do not. The Catholic priesthood is a male and I don't know what this word is. C H R I S M. Is he my Catholic in here? Char- charism? Charism? No, it's C H A R I S M. Charism. It's like charisma, but without. I don't the, know. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, nothing awakens a desire for the priesthood like service at the altar among the brotherhood of young men. At the risk of generalizing, I suspect young men serving with young women might just distract them from the sacrifice of the Mass and perhaps even a, from priestly vocation. So he's saying, you're not going to be a young lady. You're not going to be a, a priest here. You don't even need to mess with this. And you're even going to be luring these guys away from me. Yeah. And so people are pissed. They're upset and they're trying to change it and say, hey, you're in the So you guy. could have altar boys and yeah. altar girls. So my question to you guys, what do you guys think about, this is a big question, women in church leadership. Oh, and man, do you we got to go to that. Do you, well, I mean, that's what this is about. Look, I don't think they should be in charge, you know, with the sex what do you mean positions, by they? but they can lead congregations. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that one actually is crazy. That's one like uh I, if I had to be really honest, to me, uh it's it's harder. It is re- like I I'm saying that from an ignorant point of view, but yeah. for me it is harder to look at leadership some leadership roles from women. And that's that's more of a confession than like a stance. Why or is something. that? I don't know. I, I mean, to me, it just feels it just uh, maybe it's where I grew up. Maybe it's natural. Maybe maybe it's right. Maybe it is. Maybe that's true. I don't know. Like I, I'll go on record as all right, Joey. It, maybe 
This I, issue I used to be, I think, important to me, and I just, uh, again, I think there is more gray um, than I originally thought of. I think that here's what stumps me, though, is that Jesus had 12 picks, and not one of them was a girl, so I don't understand. They did have a lot of females that. around. I mean, they but, were disciples, but I mean. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say is yeah. there were certainly very known females that were seen as disciples. Point, yeah. And uh, also, I mean, if you want to get honest, they're the only ones that didn't wuss out yeah. uh, throughout the resurrection. They yep. were the ones that were still there. So the dudes pushed out big time. Oh, totally. So, I, you know, I, definitely, yeah. I, I just don't. I don't think it's as important, honestly. I mean, we've had someone tell, uh, I think our church where we would probably stand, and don't take this to the bank, uh, but I would say where we would probably stand as a woman can take any sort of uh, authoritative role except leading a whole church, being the pastor of a congregation. Other than that, um, you know, it's free game, and I, I would say... I used to disagree with that. Now I just don't. Does anybody have a comment out in the audience? Is this too too coarse, too intense? Someone's actually told me that God's not going to bless our church until we figure that out. So I kind of say, well, God's not going to bless your church. What do you have to say there? Uh huh. Okay, so we have we have a a lady out here. She doesn't have the mic real quick, but she is chiming in. I thought she was going to like maybe really fuss at us, but she's saying that biblically, from her point of view, what she's reading is it, it does say eldership is for men only. So she ascribes to and understands the Bible. That but I, way. I would say in that culture, they said brotherhood, which meant men and women. So I'm not sure if, if that would be the case. And I would say you could make an argument for Priscilla being an elder type figure. Priscilla or Aquila? Yeah. yeah. Like she certainly had a huge voice. Uh, now, some people would say, yeah, but she submitted to uh, Aquila's authority, but it kind of seems like she was. I'm yeah, fine. I'm, I mean, and God knows everything, and no matter what, without a woman, Jesus wouldn't have been here. <laughs> yeah. well, you know what I, I mean? Like, seriously. Like I'm he, fine with being like the farther on the sexist point of view, especially balanced with what, what, what you guys are saying. But, I mean, I think it is reasonable to read the Bible as authoritative in saying that certain offices are for men. That's not my call. There's tons of things about the Bible that I do not like. And even if that was one of them, I think it's very reasonable to say it does say that. So you, you can't circumnavigate that. Like it, it's, it, okay, it, we, it, we gotta, it does seem kind here. of clear. Here, pass me this mic. You know, and I'm not, I, I mean, I could be wrong about that, but there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I mean. I don't know. It, it, it's possible. That My that's thing is that you have to take the Bible and the culture that it was written in. Uh-huh. So it's like women weren't really like given roles. So it's like all the rules and all that the regulations that Jesus put out. Um, I mean, like women didn't normally have like sure. leadership roles and stuff with that. And that's a good point. But do you believe it is possible that the the Bible read uh, in a pretty literal or figuratively literal way that that it that that is that the uh, another legitimate interpretation of it is that it means exactly what it says when it says it should be a man. I mean, I think it's possible. Yeah, yeah. I just okay. have to. Let's have to take other let's, sides. Because I'm saying I'm saying it's possible to read it in that way too. Yeah. I, well, I, taking I that, that to an extreme though, let's bring slavery back. I mean, Paul talked about it. So are we going to say okay, that was appropriate for that culture? And I know that it wasn't the same sort of slavery that we think of in the 19th century, but it was still people as owned. So, I mean, are we going to bring that back to Well, obviously, yes. (laughs) Yeah, we have. Would be my point of view as the biblical literalist. (laughs) 
Sex would, slavery, is that what you're talking I, well, about? Well, I would say for me, too, I just think it's a thing where you just have to talk about it and figure it out and express ideas and all that stuff. That's that's the point. And the reason why I even brought this up is just because it, it can be a hot issue. I mean, if you say, yeah, you can't do this. But at the same time, like I think men and women in this life have real roles. I mean, take God out of it. Men and women have Agreed. real roles. They just do. In this earth, you are given this body, and this is what you got to do with it, and this is who you are, and you can do whatever you want with it. But I'm saying we are, there's things that my wife can do that I cannot do. And I'm amazed by it. Seriously, I literally am amazed by it. And I'm not just talking about just motherhood or just uh, being beautiful or whatever it might be. I mean, she's super smart. I mean, I promise you, I cannot handle our finances. If without my wife, I would be a nightmare. My wife is smarter than me by far, and she can do tons of things. And so I think we can accept – I think people get – Offended if you say no, don't do this, yeah. and this person does that. I but think maybe if it was totally just saying have the conversation. I'm saying if it was totally unfiltered, and yeah. all of us, everybody heard everything the three of us ever said, we probably would be labeled as sexist. And I can accept that. And I don't like that what at I, all. It's true though. I, I'm, I'm just don't saying like if, though if that everybody heard everything you ever said, they would. They probably a, a, a majority of people or a constituency of people would find you to be a sexist. But you're trying what I'm to, saying is I, I don't know, right. and I'm just trying to figure it out. And I'm going to have to let that people sort that out. Like I'm well, going to have to shouldn't, uh, uh, admit shouldn't my say, ignorance to some degree. Right? People should not look at you and say sexist because you honestly would be totally fine with it if the Bible made clear to the contrary. Like your your pursuit is what does the Bible say about that? That does not make you a sexist, yeah. but a lot of people would say it does. Right. All right, we're cutting this off here because we got to move on to our next story. And I actually, where's the mic at? I'm going to have a correspondent. You have a correspondent? I have a correspondent, yep. Like on location or yep. what? My good friend Chris right here that I made the doggy style joke at it. Towards, that's really okay. I don't know why I'm rubbing your back right now. <laughs> it's kind of weird it's, for me it's too. Fine. It's, I'm totally loving fine. every minute of it. All right, so we have a correspondent. Uh, I have a correspondent. In the field. Yep, and and uh, Chris actually uh, has a new story, and I didn't find it. I had nothing to do with it, and I he told me about it, and I was like, man, that's a great news story. I want to read it tonight. And then I was like, why not just let Chris? Chris found it. He's the you know he's the sleuth. So live in Indianapolis, for the truth. live in Indianapolis, live in Indianapolis, we go to Chris. Chris, what's going on? Thank you, Matt. <clears throat> Today, I'm bringing you the truth. Pastor who claims Starbucks puts semen in coffee. In <laughs> <laughs> don't take the admit, mic away when you if laugh. If you laugh, you laugh at the mic. Don't pull it away, Chris. So, so re- read, the, read that yeah. again without pa- laughing. Pa- okay, I'll do this. This is the first time Stay you've ever said semen. Stay on the mic, semen. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say okay. Pastor who claims Starbucks puts semen in coffee admits he's been tempted by the gay lifestyle. (laughs) Notoriously homophobic preacher James David Manning, who thinks Starbucks flavors their coffee with semen, has admitted he's tempted by the gay lifestyle. We've all had Starbucks and know. We know. We know the truth. And this, this is what I'm proclaiming. The pastor of uh, ATLA Missionary Church in Harlem, New York, warned last year that Starbucks coffees are flavored with the semen of sodomites. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Manning was asked whether he had been tempted by the gay lifestyle in an interview with the Young Turks. He replied, absolutely, no doubt about it. I spent three and a half years in prison. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I saw a lot of activity going on in prison. It was par for the course. And he quickly added, 
I was tempted, but I did not yield to temptation, by the way. You need to know that. Make sure you publish that as well. (laughs) Wow. The pastor also reported in his famous claim saying, a number of people think that semen tastes good, and a number of people think that drinking semen is a good idea. No, I don't think that myself personally, he added. I'm just giving you the references of what other people say. <laughs> you, you've got literally millions of people around the world who really think that the taste of semen is quite a flavor, and they seek, they seek it in the midst of other kinds of activities. Starbucks has deduced in an, in an ingenious way that since so many people like semen, while they're drinking it from another, one, one way or another, why not put it in their coffee? <laughs> the truth. Give it up for Chris. <laughs> Give it up for Thank My you, gosh. That, that was more in-depth than I've ever gone. I mean, that was, I've never oh, heard the word from, semen that many times in a row right? before. It's from Pink News, Europe's largest gay news service. Wow. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much, Chris. Chris. Great job, man, on the scene. On the semen. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, you know, you get the cinnamon dolce. What what do you expect? And that's the news with Toby. Yeah, that's it. Hey, so uh, that news was brought to you by Jeremy Quinones, Eric Burns, Gary Wilkinson, Jose Macias, John Scully, and T.J. Richards. Thank you for being in the BC Club, but no thank you for supporting Toby's dumbass news. Come on, Joey. What about Chris's part? Oh, that was great. Oh, you loved it. Yeah, T.J. Richards supported that, so good job, T.J. Great. All right. All right, so we're done with the news. That's done with the news? You don't have another story? Nope, that's all. You can't give us one more? That was my three. I can't compete with Chris. Mm -hmm. I I mean, what am I going to do? He's like a burgeoning Stephen Colbert on the Daily Show. Oh, I know. I mean, he's going to spin off a podcast any day yep. now, and it'll be it'll it'll be the the biggest thing. So just news with Chris. No, you can't do that. I was <laughs> news with is taken. Yeah, news with is 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 actually taken. So anyway, I think that's it for the night, guys. I'm, I mean, well, I mean, we're supposed to end with like a gag or a joke or something. Does anybody have a good joke to tell? Yeah, we had an intro. Adam did a good job with the intro. Does somebody have a yeah, joke? Yeah. Like it, I, I'll put it this way. Anybody come tell a joke right now. Yeah. We'll give you the microphone. And guaranteed, even if the joke sucks, we're going to all die laughing, and then we'll fade it out, and that'll be the end of the episode. Yeah, this will be your hero moment. Who, so, who has a joke here? Basically, all it has to be is the most disgusting, filthiest joke that anybody's <laughs> ever heard before. So yeah. Okay, we oh, got a okay. joke here. All right. good, good or come bad, on up, sir. Good or bad joke. At the punchline, everybody die laughing. We'll fade out, and we'll be done with BC Pod Live and Indy. There's thank no you, way everybody, will, for coming. There's no way this joke will have more semen than Chris's news, though. But <laughs> That's go ahead. true. That's true. But the worst and disgusting and most offensive joke What's I your ever name? saw. All right, hey, Jared. Jared? Yeah. Jared? And you're from here in Indy. That's true. Okay. About 10 years ago in Indianapolis in a crappy, shitty skate park called Ultraviolet Studios, I saw Emery. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>